Soy, the final frontier. I'm Comrade Britain. And I am Hierarchy Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS DoorDash, our ongoing mission. To explore old Trek episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go to, to draw seven boudoirs. So soy Trek the podcast is here. We're here, one half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. I'm risen, talking, joking, farting, and shitting all about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Welcome to the old Bridgety Doo. Bridgety Doo. The ding dong Bridgety Dee Dee. <laughs> the Bridgely Diddly Diddly Do. We do need a didgeridoo in here. The Bridgely Dildo. <laughs> the Bridge Dildo. The Bridge Dildo. Bridge Dildo. Hmm. <coughs> you can't tell, but we're all we're both sitting in those chairs that uh, George Clooney made in Burn After Reading. Yeah. <laughs> Just like going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dildo chairs. <laughs> yeah, we are. Fucked. <laughs> you know, when we say our buttholes are a wreck in the uh, the, the opening theme, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not I'm not joking, people. No. I'm. It's a medical condition. Yeah. Well, for not for me, you shackle me into and the, like I have shackles around my feet t- attached to the chair, and I can't yeah. move. No. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I don't think you want to. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, so, uh, if you want to support us and get a whole bunch of benefits from the podcast, go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. See, uh, see all of our tiers, all the benefits. There's a lot going on there. And once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs, which stands for bullshit, but also stands for Balenciaga sinners. Yes. Balenciaga. This hat right here. (laughs) Is that a strip club? No. No. No, Balenciaga is a... Uh, it's a clothing, but the Sinners... Clothing brand. Sinners was just a series they did. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I liked the hat. Mm. I think I had something else from mm. that series, but... Okay. Know. Yeah. Sinners sounds like it would be a strip club name. Yeah, I mean, you know, Balenciaga plays with an image a lot. A lot mm. of emaciated, pretty weird-looking people. Yeah, lots of waifs. Lots of, lots of twinks. Lots of twinks. Lots of twinks. Waves, uh, you know, starving, starving British children. Yeah, I mean, th- those are the hottest people, right? <laughs> I mean, not the children, ob- no. obviously. No, obviously. obviously, that's not okay. No, not okay. Just the I'm, I, I like twinks, mm-hmm. twinks of all types. Mm. I like boy twinks, girl twinks, they t- twinks. I guess twinks. you could say you have a twinkle in your eye. I hopefully in my bed. <laughs> And your brown eye. Yeah, I don't get talked about. <laughs> <coughs> we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what uh, we, we watched an episode today, uh, voted on by our Patreon <coughs> members at patreon.com slash dumbidbs. If you're a member there, you can uh, recommend us every week a show. And if you're one of the first four people to recommend it to me, I will put it on the list and we will vote on it. 
Uh, what if someone? Ju- what if four people decided to all just suggest? Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, code of honor. Um, Would it be code of honor four times that we have to vote? No, on? no, no, It'll no. I'll, I just tell three of them. Hey, sorry, someone already. Uh, okay. Sorry, I re- recommended that. Okay. I'd, so they can't game the system to just make it so that we have to watch code of honor over and over and over and over again. No, no. And the other rule, the other rule too, is uh, it can't be an episode we've reviewed before. Okay. Because I don't see it can be though. I think I think it's fair to let them vote if they want us to watch the movies again. I'd be willing to redo a movie podcast. It won't. It won't be like last time. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be like my abbreviated notes we have uh, now. Okay. Okay. To where uh, I just kind of bullshit my way through. I get high and take notes on the film. <laughs> And then we roll off that. So I won't have to um, open my false tooth and take the suicide pill inside. No. Okay. And I, I won't have to use my hidden uh, s- uh, cocaine suppository yeah, that I roll into my asshole like a cyanide tooth, but to be fun. And you crack, then you crack with your kegels. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. We went over this on we the last this, podcast, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so. So not today, old friend. Not you get to stay today. in my false tooth another day. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I'll get it to break eventually. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. punch you in the mouth just right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, something bad's gonna happen. Like someone's gonna cut off, cut cut me off in traffic. I'm just be like, okay, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> you just put on your emergency lights. Yeah. Hit the emergency brake and go just to heaven. Kind of calmly just pull to the side <laughs> of the road so I don't so I don't stop anybody else and just crack it and mm. peacefully go to sleep. Yep. We'll go to, to go it. to Betty by my mm. nice potassium cyanide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll talk later. <laughs> Need some help, friend. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we watched, uh, voted on by the fans, um, Voyager season six, episode four, Tinker, Tenor, Dr. Spy. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. Yeah. We, we love to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Released on October 13th, 1999. <coughs> wow. A lot, lot was going on. That was, that was right before Y2K. Yeah. Yeah. Two years before nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. And just before Halloween nineteen ninety nine, which was a great Halloween. Mm. You know, they come out with Halloween. That Halloween was the one with Buster Rhymes, right? Uh, oh no, I wasn't talking about the movie. Oh okay. No, not H two O. That was yeah, that wasn't too good. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, no, uh, I'm talking about uh, like the actual holiday. Oh yeah. Yeah, they come out. Goths come out. Uh, this is secret and only to goths. We we rate Halloween every year, mm. and there's a giant Halloween rating, and we take mm. the aggregate scores and like mm. rate every year by Halloween, and that's how we decide what the best year is, basically based on Halloween. Oh, so '99 Halloween was a good Halloween. Oh, it was, it, and it was one of the best years for goths mm. because of that. Because also in '99 we got a, th- a lot of things like new metal goth crossover. So we got bands like Cold Chamber and stuff like That's that. True. And Kitty was, was I think, happening. Cold Chamber's it. coming to uh, uh, Washington on oh, the Oh, yeah, to play with Mudvayne, I think. And Guar. And Guar. Are you going to go see that? I might. Yeah. I did like Cold Chamber. Loco. Loco. Yeah. <laughs> Loco rocks. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good year for goths, though. So. Yeah, yeah. And also had The Matrix. Uh-huh. Came out in '99. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and then that was that was that was a big that was big for uh, school shootings and um e. <laughs> and uh and ay, 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 ay. <laughs> ay, 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 guy. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, ay, I like how you instinctually roll up your your dollar bills like you're doing cocaine out of them. Well, I am later. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool. Actually, ketamine, doing some K, special oh, K. Love some ketamine. Actually, I'm, uh, I I grind up special K, the cereal. That's oh, how I eat snort, it. snort, <laughs> that. snort it. It's that MILF cereal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get the one with strawberries. I get the one with straw. Oh, that, that one is good. Uh-huh. Man, I should go buy those after work. After yeah, I think here. it's vegan, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had it in a long time. I should get, get some so I can, this, I can start off tomorrow morning really good. Yeah, so this episode was written by Joe Minoski, who uh, wrote, like, over 40 different episodes on four different Trek series. Mm. Like, absolutely iconic guy. Mostly wrote for Voyager and for TNG. Mm. Uh, but he wrote some, some fucking banger episodes. He was having fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. He wrote, uh, like, four episodes of DS9, but they're mostly not amazing. Mm. So, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's a good writer, but not a great Vo- writer. Voyager was his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> So uh, the story was by Bill Vallely, who is a Marvel and DC comic illustrator and occasional writer for years, Mm. which is interesting. And then it's directed by John Bruno, who is best known as a visual effects producer for James Cameron. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and he still does that. And he Mm. has for like years and years. So so he probably worked on on the Avatar. Probably, yeah, yeah. He Mm. probably worked on like Terminator 2 and shit like that too. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, right? fucking iconic so Mm. let's get into the episode yeah so we open on the doctor the emh who i will only call the doctor because emh is dehumanizing to him yes Uh, so the doctor doing opera and the whole bridge crew is watching very kindly and patiently Mm -hmm. but then tuvok seems to be having an especially uh, emotive reaction to it I do love Tim Russ when he was given chances to just go fucking nuts. As oh yeah, Tuvok, to have some sort of like emotional outburst. He mm-hmm. always he always brought it. Yeah, he always rises <laughs> to the occasion. He like like because like, he's just like straight up losing his mind. Yeah, <laughs> it is. it's pretty fucking sick. It is really good. I love mm-hmm. it. Tim Russ is great. Uh, and so he has like a emotional meltdown like in the middle of this performance and ruins the whole show by fighting everyone and like (laughs) getting the guards called on him or it only seems he ruins the show because the doctor continues to sing his opera and it's like that dun 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 Uh, but he starts singing about Tuvok and how he's like undergoing Tuvok I understand you are a Vulcan man you have just gone without for seven years years about Paris please find a way to load a hypospray um yeah, you, you you got it though. That's <laughs> got it, that's got that's the bulk of the the plot stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, he saves both Tuvok and the show by diagnosing a case of Ponfar and having uh, Paris toss him some hypo spray to administer to subdue him. But it turns out he just daydreaming. He daydreaming. What? <laughs> I said what? Thank you. Uh, so Belong Taurus comes in and says she should check his hearing subroutines. And he says, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so like, mind your own fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> what, what you looking at? Yeah. What you looking at? <laughs> fucking meat puppet. You want a fucking piece of me? You yeah. want a piece of me? I'm a fucking hologram. <laughs> He just manifests a, a, a pistol in his hand and hits her with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't do violence. He no. says he was just letting his mind wander. Opening credits. <laughs> 322. Yeah, it was pretty short. Yeah. 
it was pretty short but it was it was great though i thought i thought they did a lot with that scene it was it was hilarious mm -hmm. and before and if you're watching for the first time you're like what's happening right now it is so much to take in it is <laughs> it's, it's 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 very it's a very bizarre scene and i love it and they really just like let picardo just like go off the rails like they he, do. He like and and anytime like he's like does a as like an uncaged like an uncaged Nick Cage type moment. Mm -hmm. he, he he does a great job. He really does. So um, after the credits, Taurus tells the doctor that he's not going on the away team as uh, he was promised. He says instead of investigating a canyon on the planet, he'll use his imagination. And then it has some dramatic music right after that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, come on. I say we he, get it. Also, his hollow camera is incredibly ugly. It is incredibly large and ugly. And uh, <laughs> it looks like it looks like one of the old tiny reporter mm -hmm. um, uh, cameras, you know, like, like, ah, over here, over here. And yeah, big, yeah. As a big light, as a big bowl. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you'll be in the picture, <laughs> she. You'll be in the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So um, next we're on the bridge of the Voyager <laughs> and there's a T-class nebula that just appeared in front of them out of nowhere. Chakotay gives Janeway a formal grievance made by the doctor towards the crew for treatment, as well as a petition for his advancement mm -hmm. into command. He wants to uh, <coughs> step up to command. I, I I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah, and that and that and that it's funny that they're still having the struggle of even acknowledging that he is artificial intelligence. Right. That he has they because the fact that he even has like you know fantasies he has mm -hmm. he has desires he has you know he has a core he has he has like an an ideology he mm -hmm. has like he, he has feelings that are hurt like he, and, he, he sh he's not just performing he's not like a program because they always right. talk about him they talk about him as if he's just like a program going on a mm -hmm. on a program course mm -hmm. and that he's just like you know sort of like an npc from a video game but. right which is like very like dehumanizing and i get that he's not a human but he's like acquired so much knowledge and he is so close to sentience that i don't know why people don't necessarily treat him that way yeah and even, like, even also even from the first episode like you see like he he has grievances like mm -hmm. you know he was getting I mean, he was he was like gradually losing size you know and stuff like that and he's he's mad about it mm -hmm. you know and like from one of the first episodes and it just goes to show like he's always just been a fully realized person like he's self-actualized person <laughs> mm -hmm. like and it, and i feel like if they wanted to make the point you know you know that it, it, i think it's like a credit to Robert Ricardo in a way, mm -hmm. but also not just like he just has so much personality that comes mm -hmm. out. But also, it's like you know, it's it, it's it was it's been pretty easy to believe that he is, um, like a like a, a his own person from the beginning, mm -hmm. because he doesn't have any sort of he never has a moment where he seems like he's just like a program uh, like a very stringent program that can't deviate from I think from the anything. only time he is is when like the the copy of like Doctor Zimmerman is around. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, because then he's like, it has to show him like compared to his creator mm -hmm. is what he is. Yeah, yeah, but he never has a moment where he's just like repeating phrases, right? Like, right. or he, he's just like um, he's less robotic than Data. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, and and he's way more advanced than Data. Yes, and he's yeah. way funnier than Data. Way funnier than like Data. I love Brent Spiner, and he's pretty funny. He's good as comic relief in his show, yeah. but like. 
like as far as comedy goes, like nothing sinks quite like DS Nine when it gets it right, and mm-hmm. Voyager when the Doctor's on. Yes, he's yes. so good. And actually, like honestly, like Jerry Ryan has some pretty good comedic moments in, in Voyager. Yeah, and especially in this episode too, where mm-hmm. she's a good straight woman. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Right? Like I think that's why like they they always paired very well together, her mm-hmm. and the Doctor, because they just played, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the episode that they're in together, uh, one from season four mm. uh, oh, a little bit one, later is that the one where everyone gets put to sleep yeah yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll talk, we about already it. talk about that one before we we, we did but we're going to talk about it in context of this episode oh, okay, okay yeah yeah. We, we we did review that episode yeah um so hidden in uh, so actually uh janeway uh leaves the bridge to go draft response to the doctor's grievances yeah i don't like like she's she finds it a chore. She and, and she then, also and she, is dismissive she, as fuck about very it. Very dismissive, as if as if like it's not even worth addressing. Uh-huh. And I I know that like I mean this is season six, right? Like she's had a full full ass relationship with this man, <laughs> like you know. This and, man has saved her ass and the ship multiple times yes, now. Yes, multiple times, more times than Harry Kim even. Yeah, he's demonstrated. He, he outranks Harry Kim. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and he's demonstrated. He's demonstrated like he has he's has feelings for the crew, mm-hmm. like he he is he is always con- gone up to the bat to prove that he is like like someone that can be relied on, worthy, worthy, and mm-hmm. like you know and, and and plus like I think already at this point he you know had episodes where he, you know went down and like was was like appalled when people aren't getting the health care they need and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then just like shows that he has. This has empathy. Like he demonstrate, he's demonstrate empathy, which is like you know that's one of the most human things you can do. Mm-hmm. And he has it in spades, probably more than the actual human crew. And it's just like it's just still. And I know that serves a late, you know, her Janeway's journey through at the end of this episode mm-hmm. to have her be dismissive and like right, laugh it right. off. But still, it just feels a little silly to to for her to just be like, well, I guess I'll draft an official response right. to this it, dingbat. It, it would make sense if, like, someone else had to, like, was in charge of it, like, Chakotay, and he was dismissive of it, because yeah. he's a fucking dickhead. No, and, I'm, like, Janeway is like, maybe you should approach this, like, it's a person, you know, yeah. because she's usually, like, the maternal voice of reason on that ship, yeah. which is why she's such a good captain. Yes. Um, but, like, here, she's just kind of dismissive of, ostensibly, like, one of her children, you know? Yeah, and also, like, I mean, he has like, a- someone who she has been around with basically since their birth yeah and has like seen them grow and fostered their growth as like a humanoid entity mm-hmm. like you know as far as like a mother goes you know his his father is ostensibly his creator zimmerman dr zimmerman but mm-hmm. like his mother is ostensibly janeway yeah. and she just like writes him off yeah. and it kind of sucks yeah and just like you know oh, this, this dude it's like and if anything this is like like this should be like groundbreaking to the people in the world of Star Trek. Like, oh wow, this an AI mm-hmm. is drafting a list of grievances and wants to be treated with respect and be recognized. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this. This should be like you know the whole point of Starfleet is to seek out new and, ex- and, and new and interesting life. Mm-hmm. And here is like a dude, a, a computer program p- being like, hey. Like I want to be treated better. I, yeah. Like, I, and and um, like it's a marvel on the verge of sentience. Yeah. Like something that like my they should feeling, be. My feelings are hurt. The program right. is saying my feelings are hurt. <laughs> yeah, like, and you should like take that as like a holy shit. The program said their feelings were hurt. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's just a subroutine. Like. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts. That's, like, that, yeah, it's like, totally nuts. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is performing on a higher level than like 
a human child can, so maybe we should treat it like a human adult? Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. He's, he's functioning better than a parrot. <laughs> yeah. He can get smart as a five-year-old child. Yeah, better than a parrot and much better than Tom Paris. Better than Tom Paris. Tom yeah. Parrot. Yeah, Tom Parrot. Tom Parrot is what we're calling <laughs> it from now on. <laughs> he got that bird brain. He got that bird brain. He got that bird brain. I bet, I bet the meat tastes good like a chicken. Mmm. <laughs> Leatherface Le- and Lady Leatherface can go on a date and eat some parrot. Leatherface? What's Leatherface? Oh, Leatherhead, I mean, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the kink now. They ca- <laughs> I got a mask to fish my alligator here. They call me Leatherface down at the club. Leatherhead, Leatherface. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in the nebula, you know the nebula that just appeared out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. There's a ship. Oh, shit. And on that ship... It is a, interesting that they have zero curiosity about the nebula. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, huh. Oh, that appeared out of nowhere. Well, anyway. <laughs> I got to go I gotta go do bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to go draft this stupid letter to this moron that I yeah. don't like. I got to go do racial capitalism in space <laughs> for some reason. So, on the ship, a bunch of goofy-looking aliens uh, are hanging out, doing some work. Yeah, you know, they kind of look like those, like, uh, there was like a... That weird Teletubbies ripoff about like the little guys. Okay, yeah. yeah. I remember they had like big bodies mm-hmm, and they had yeah, little yeah. tiny, and they had the sleeves around their head and they just right, went, right, right. Mm-hmm. They kind of look like those. A little bit, yeah. They kind of look like that or they look a little like pack lids, I guess. Yeah, they do look a lot like pack lids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was wondering if they were at first. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, pack lids wouldn't and be. I don't think there. they actually ever give this race a name, do they? Yeah, they. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they call them themselves the hierarchy. Don't hierarchy, they? yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's their like their like leading organization at least. Yeah, so. their leading organization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, there's a bunch of goofy looking aliens on the ship, and one of them uh, tells his manager he uh, still thinks he could penetrate the hull of the Voyager, but his manager tells him no, uh, that it's too high risk. But uh, this goober, whose name is Flocks, I guess, mm-hmm. which I didn't catch, but it, it has it in a in the memory alpha. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember them saying their names. I don't think so. Yeah, there's yeah. just the manager and then like the the worker or yeah, the goober. Yeah, like they just seem to have like a very like strict bureaucratic system mm-hmm. where where, where like names really didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, which uh, is kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so this uh, this guy, uh, whose name is Phlox, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, we'll call Phlox, but no, it's not no, that Phlox. No relation. No fucking relation to Dr. Phlox <laughs> from Enterprise, my, my boy, um, a silly to, man. I like this guy at the end. Yeah, me too. He's, he, beca- he becomes a good Phlox. He is. He is a good Phlox. So uh, he has already sent his proposal to the hierarchy, mm-hmm. which is their, their ruling they're faceless ruling class of some sort they like they send all their decisions to and they either approve or deny almost instantly mm-hmm. uh so the decision has been sent to the higher hierarchy and it is approved mm. uh flocks uh who is played by jay laggett from in living color i don't know if you noticed no yeah yeah what yeah um, I was actually wondering why I was watching. I didn't look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cause I was like, I was like, like these guys seems oddly familiar somehow. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the guys who was uh, like kind of a bit player on uh, In Living Color for a couple of years. Mm. And, and his boss seemed familiar as well. Yeah, I didn't catch him. Um, but oh, he, that guy died. Oh, bummer. Wait, which one? Jay Leggett. Oh no! Oh no! He died in 2013. Bummer. Yeah. Oh man. That bl- that blows. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but. 
Anyway, Phlox is very pleased with himself. Mm-hmm. Next, we're in the Voyager briefing room, and they're discussing an away mission with some uh, when someone starts playing footsie with the doctor <laughs> and uh, asks him about doing dinner tonight on his pad. He looks around the room and sees that it's none other than Seven giving him the fuck me eyes. And she, and she gives, like, the best wink. Where oh, it, it, she it, does. It seems very robotic and, like, uh, um... Like almost unsexual in a way, mm-hmm. or it's like, but she's trying, but she, but because it's like seven, like it's it like you know, she's you know she's trying to be sexy, but it doesn't come off well because it's a very slow wink, and like it's in like her other eye doesn't move at all. It's yeah, just, it's it's very yeah. interesting. Oh yeah, we love that. Love it. We love that autistic flirt. Not <laughs> that, that autistic flirt. Uh, so both Seven and Janeway are just like absolutely throwing themselves and like kind of competing over <laughs> over the Doctor in a, in, a, in a really crazy way. And then suddenly <laughs> Taurus gets jealous and says to Janeway, get your hands off of him. <laughs> and then the Doctor realizes Janeway uh, is there to talk about his employment demands. And he was just daydreaming the entire time. <laughs> Uh, this was just a fun fucking scene. Uh, everyone was hamming it up, but mm-hmm. it was like, it was one of those things where it was like held together by Robert Picardo being like amazing and just like kind of confused about what's happening, mm-hmm. but also like very into himself. Yeah, and I I love how like I love the, I love like how Janeway and uh, Blana and Seven are just doing their best bimbo impressions, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just just going full bimbo for. The doctor and his and his very embarrassing fantasy. Hell yeah, I don't think it's embarrassing. Yeah. I think about that shit all the time. Oh yeah, those three competing over the dick. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta. All three of you have to vote. It can only be two. <laughs> this is your Sophie's choice. Oh yeah, the three the three of you have to fight in the Survivor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> three women enter, two women come. Yes. That's the rules. <laughs> it's the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Um, so the doctor suggests becoming an ECH, an emergency command hologram, mm-hmm. to Janeway. I'm talking about his, uh, his grievances. Uh, and basically a backup captain. Mm which I think makes a lot of sense, being that he had to do that before yes. in the episode one. Yes. Uh, from season four, episode, I like, think, 15 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, kind of, it, it's kind of fulfilling the same role that Data did, because mm-hmm. Data would always be immune to any any sort of, like, thing. Like, like in the game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something that would incapacitate, like, um, the, uh, the, um, the human humanoid members of the crew like everyone but him yeah everyone he would always be unaffected and so Mm -hmm. he would have to uh take command in some capacity some way yeah and so that would make sense like the emh you know doctor he would be like oh yeah like i'm immune to all that like so i can make sure that if anything were to happen i could i could safely pop the ship home and it's weird how they're treating this like it's all about his ego because he's a machine he just like he knows his capabilities and he knows like if something bad happened to the entire crew, like, you know, it happened before, like, he might be the only, like, recourse they have. Because, like, during that Nebula thing, like, at first they thought that him and Seven could get through it, mm-hmm. but then Seven had to go to sleep, too, because, yeah. like, the radiation started to affect her. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. Yeah, and he and he got disrupted, too, in a way, too. But mm-hmm. But still, yeah, it's like, 
And also, that would make sense, like, you know, if they... Or was if, it the other way around? I think it was the seven. other way around. Okay, yeah, yeah seven, seven yeah, was seven, the one. Yeah, because seven was having, like, the, the, the yeah. terror dreams. Right, right, right. But, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but still, it would make sense. Also, like, you know, there's, like, so, you know, a couple sci-fi stuff, you know, mm-hmm. shows about this, where it's, like, a robotic, like, every, the entire crew goes into stasis, and, mm-hmm. like, a robot, whatever, pilots a ship for long, like, tri- uh, voyages, which, are, if we ever do... Mm-hmm probably won't make it into space I mean, like i feel like that would be like a good like pre pre-warp mm-hmm. way to travel long distances or even even like post-warp when they were only at like warp five or something yeah warp five yeah. you know because it would still take them you know to even get to the nearest star from us i think like 20 years at warp speed to get there yeah and so like even at warp five it'd probably still take months yeah like there was a it was a plot point in uh prodigy remember because mm-hmm. um uh, Jenkin Pog, yeah, and uh, was like uh, in a ship, like in hibernation, and I think the uh, um, the the people who like came back to the past, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I forget the guy's name, the dis- destroyer, desiccator, I don't remember. You know, you yeah. know the guy. I know. The yeah, dude. Uh, like he, I think he was in hibernation too, mm. and so like I think it is like definitely in canon that like for long journeys sometimes people are put into hibernation yeah and so it's like you know and the, with the voyager you know it's like you know they're hoping for like some quick way home but you know mm-hmm. still 60 odd years so right right so it would make sense you know you know if they if they really found other no other recourse you know mm-hmm. like have them in stasis and to and have the doctor constantly operating the ship and then right. if he finds something interesting like maybe mm-hmm. wake them up damn because i mean like does the stasis like i mean they still age at the same rate in the stasis though so no they, they stay the same age they stay the same age in stasis mm-hmm. in that case i'd be like jumping again to stasis yeah. that's why I love like i'm gonna, just gonna take a 70 year nap and like come back into the future dog that's what i love about girls in stasis i keep getting older and they stay the same age all right all right <laughs> right all right, right. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so, uh, Janeway says no to uh, the ECH idea, but says she'll pass it along to Starfleet when they get back home, back to the Alpha Quad, which is like a f- giant fuck you. Like, yeah, I'll pass that along in sixty fucking years. I'll <laughs> like, be fucking dead, idiot. Yeah, like fuck, fuck, you know, fuck off, Janeway. Yeah, uh, may, you know, maybe, my, maybe my uh, the person who. Uh, who uh, secedes me will do something about it, but I ain't making any promises. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, cool, Janeway. Ma- yeah, maybe maybe Janeway Junior can help you out yeah. if I make one of them with Chicote or something. That's another reason. Like, I do think like they probably should have dumbed the Doctor down initially a bit. You know, mm-hmm. just have him be more robotic in a way, or campier. Yeah, d- dumber. Campy. Yeah, just like, just be just to more make, fish out of water. Yeah, because to make it more believable, because like, because like watching this, you're like, yeah, of course he should. He's mm-hmm. like, he's he's a member of the crew. He's and and like. But and he always has been at the same mm-hmm. kind of level of like you know sarcastic and right because he's funny. yeah he's always been like socially well adjusted yeah. to the point where he like understands human nuance and like yeah, he, humor yeah, yeah always like mm-hmm. he, he's able to take he's able to craft in, like individual responses right and based like, on information uh, individual uh, information he gets he's mm-hmm. able to like you know if someone tells him something he's able to just like come up with a quip or yeah like, he's like way more advanced than data even in like card data yeah like the the new one where he's like almost human or whatever mm-hmm. it's yeah 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 that's why yeah i mean maybe the first few seasons have him be 
be much more like a kind of like his character in Total Recall, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, yeah. the taxi driving robot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like okay. have have him more like that instead of. But you know, already he starts off the gate like being really great. So yeah, we, so it's, it's like every uh, every we know he's great. But yeah, we know Janeway, we Janeway, know he's sentient. He we know he's great. We know he deserves <laughs> more. But Janeway is being uh, she's being a little difficult. Being a little bad mom here. Yeah, bad mom. Bad mom. Bad mom. Uh, giving you more more court there. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, back on the other ship, uh, the hierarchy ship, Flox reveals he's hacked into the doctor's subroutines and can monitor all of his experience oh. experiences. And I looked up the name of his boss, uh-huh. the Overlooker. Yeah. Guess what the what the what the um, the actor's real name is? What's that? Googie Gress. That's a great name. Go- Googie Gress. <laughs> Googie Gress. That's like the name of a, a the weird thing that your like <laughs> odd uncle brings <laughs> to Thanksgiving. That's like, oh, it's a double vegan Googie Gress. <laughs> like, what does double vegan mean? Well, it's got no animal products and uh, no animal thoughts. <laughs> I don't know, man. Or it's the name of the weird the weird thing that he picked up in Chinatown. <laughs> like it's like a li- like a living creature inside of a thing. They call it a mogwai. <laughs> like it's just like, yeah, I call him Googie Grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little weird little goblin. Yeah, we'd love to see it. He, he sees my dreams at night. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me my worst nightmares. He makes them real. Uh, so Flox hasn't actually hacked into the doctor's subroutines to monitor his experiences. He's hacked into his daydreams where he's being treated like a hero Mm -hmm. and being like given a medal for being the the greatest DMH. (laughs) I love that scene where Mm -hmm. they're given the medal and they're all like hugging him. He's just like, yeah, Yeah, it's, it's really campy. It's, it's it's really great. It's yeah. It's very like, and I I like this episode because it is actually like, (laughs) it does remind me of something Joe Dante would have done. Yeah. And, and Joe Dante yeah. has worked with with fucking with Robert Picardo in like two dozen films yeah. at this point. He's been that's in like true, everything. That's true. Yeah, he's been in basically like everything he's done. Yeah. Um. And so like I loved the campiness of this. I loved the direction. Um. It it was just like really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. They definitely wrote to his to his strengths. Mm-hmm. Like he gets to he gets to sing. Mm-hmm. He gets to be goofy. There gets to be like comic mishaps with women. Yeah, which is another good thing. I know. mean, it's all camp, basically. All camp. All camp in camp town races. It breaks for like just serious enough to go back to camp. Even the villains are super camp. Yeah, they're little goofy guys, little chubby weird, weird dudes. Mm-hmm. So, Flox uh, explains to his boss that the Gress. Googie Gress uh, explains to Googie Gress that <laughs> that's not that's, that's the actor's name, not the name of the alien. Yeah, Googie Gress. <laughs> that the emh and voyager uh that they're lost without help so he says he'll know how to take them within hours mm. but reveals he only understands voyager based on the doctor's fantasies mm-hmm. so that's not that'd be awesome if he was just seeing some like grade a butt fucking just going on in his oh fantasies. yeah just like everyone <laughs> on staff getting except for chakotay getting railed down i guess that just shows does show the limitations of his imagination mm-hmm. where it's like he doesn't know what a penis looks like unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not like it like his romantic his romantic fantasies are him just like smooching 
mm-hmm. like smooching like seven of nine, yeah. not just being like just doing like the nastiest things. Well, ever and I, I think I think <laughs> more than anything, like his fantasy is to be like desired. Yes. Rather than like have sex or anything like mm, that. Yeah. Like, cause he can't get any pleasure from sex, but he can drive pleasure from being desired because that is being recognized and yeah. recognition is like kind of, uh, pre pre, you know, uh, and it has the recognition of sentience pre-required. Wow. I mean, now that's true. And that's also very sad. It is. <laughs> it is. That's all he wants. Yeah, he just wants uh, some attention. Wow. Just want some He's your attention, baby. One is the loneliest number that I ever knew. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very lonely dude. Uh, that that song is by Three Dog Night. Do you know that dude fucked so much his penis exploded? <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, he wrote an autobiography, and he just talks about <laughs> how he fucked so much in the 70s that his dick exploded. That fucking rocks. He rules. Wow. So he lost his dick. I, I think they repaired it or something. They repaired it and exploded? Dick? I don't know, man. I don't know what he means by exploded. <sighs> I got to read this book. I need to know what he means by exploded. Yeah, look at look it up. <laughs> yeah. so. It's just, just like the um, in the new season of uh, I Think You Should Leave. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the wrestler whose penis explodes. His dick is red as hell. Looks like it's going to explode. <laughs> he's like Did out. your penis explode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Vlox explains... Okay, we already got that. So, the doctor is um, treating Neelix, presumably for pedophilia. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll cure it one day. Uh, yeah, oh, wait, Neelix, I think I have a cure for you right here. <laughs> yeah. Take ten cc's of ten, ten cc's of lead. <laughs> Call me in the morning. Call me in the morning from hell, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever your people believe in. <laughs> Talaxian hell. <laughs> to, to, yeah, Talaxian hell. So, um, uh, the doctor asks him to take some pictures on the planet, uh, oh not of children. Giving him the cameras. Not of children. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like Canyon. Canyon. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Oh, I need to report oh, this. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I thought there was no life on this planet. How did he find children? <laughs> um, but Neelix agrees. He's doing eight millimeter. It's like, it's like an eight millimeter photo. Like, just somehow he got Polaroids of like children in a basement. And he's like, how did you get Polaroids on this? This is digital. Who was this guy in the mask? That's the machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call me when I feel bad. That's what I call you. Um, so Nick Cage to take him down. That'd be great. (laughs) The doctor asks if Neil dreams and, uh, he says the, uh, in Talaxian culture, they have a saying, the dream dreams, the dreamer. And the doctor says, what does that mean? And Neelix is like, yeah, mostly about children. (laughs) It's like, I don't actually know. Uh, no, he, yeah, he says uh, that the dreams come from elsewhere, like a place beyond. Mm. That makes I, I kind of gotta get what he's talking like. It's like from a uh, alternate universe or something. Yeah, yeah, that you're like seeing visions of something mm-hmm. elsewhere. But I don't know. I feel like it, it's been pretty well recorded at this point. Like dreaming is a way for your uh, brain to like process like short term memory. Mm. Like it's it's a way of basically like compiling all the information in your head and letting it process it so you can retain it. Yeah. And so like the things that you may not remember in dreams are things that are maybe mundane in dreams or things that like you learned that day mm. or that week that you're just like compartmentalizing somewhere in your memory, mm. which is kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they they find that people who get like a lot less sleep and don't uh, reach um uh rem rem cycles yeah they have a lot worse short-term memory Mm. probably because of that oh wow yeah i get about five hours of sleep a night so yeah (laughs) that's why you don't remember shit patrick i have been having weird dreams lately yeah about what i don't even it's like i don't know just like weird weird interactions with people i've never met mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe you have met them oh maybe maybe uh maybe those <laughs> memories were implanted in your head from the future by a little barber <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the seeing, psychic barber. oh god because he cut my hair yeah I, I'm I, I'm psychically connected to him, uh-huh. and I'm seeing the crimes he does. <laughs> He's not this, hair. this is the greatest episode of CSI that was never made. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have to use my I have to use my sight to stop him. <laughs> yeah, you have the second sight. Yeah, and then like I'm dream- I'm asleep and I'm dreaming that I see someone enter my room and look at me while I'm sleeping. I'm like, oh! <laughs> you were his only customer ever. He's like, you're in my mind as well. <laughs> Yeah, and like he does this to everyone he gives a haircut to, but you're the only person to ever go there. Only person to ever get a haircut because he's actually a psychic and you misread the name of the shop. Oh, yeah. Because it's psychic. His last name. Haircuts. His his, his last name is Barber. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm psychic Barber. I'm like, okay, one haircut. He's like, what? He just just pulls some safety scissors out of of the desk. He's like, okay. <laughs> does it with a butter knife? He does it with a butter knife. Like, all right, well, he saws it off. Yeah, just like, yeah. like, well, I did the best I could. But now you're connected to me too. <laughs> yeah. So have fun with that. Now we're connected until we kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a very tra- dramatic battle in the rain. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if one of us dies, they're stuck with the other's memories forever. <laughs> yeah. And me and him are gonna be battling on top on a rooftop in the rain, and like we're just like. Trying to throw each other off. <laughs> Get out of my mind! You're like, I, even I don't want my memories. <laughs> what if you cut my hair again? Huh? <laughs> just, he tries cutting Shaves my your head. head. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, let's see if this works. Maybe it will connect sever our connection. You get all of his grandpa's memories and suddenly <laughs> yeah. become a virulent racist. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! I'm stuck in the 1950s on the 1950s planet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last episode, bud. That was the last episode. So on the bridge of the Delta Flyer, uh, so sorry, on the bridge, the Delta Flyer, which is now on the planet, is and we uh, don't see it at all. Yeah, it's it's shot down by the Borg. As Tuvok is taken by an assimilation virus uh, that's apparently planted by Seven. The Doctor becomes the ECH, the Emergency Command Hologram, and it's super cool. Like the 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 the, the pins just appear on his uniform, mm-hmm. just like materialize and go boop, 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 boop. Uh, and he becomes the captain of the ship. And uh, he handily deals with the Borg as Phlox witnesses his dominance in awe. Yep. And he has a fucking photon cannon. A photonic cannon. Photonic cannon. He fucking blasts their shit out of the sky. Mm-hmm. The Borg are done for. They're donezo. Hell yeah. Fucking, and this is a great scene. Uh, it makes me want to see more of Robert Picardo like in this role because he plays it so so well. He does. He's, He's really so funny. Fun. Yeah. So back in reality, because uh, this was a daydream, obviously <laughs> everything is fine with the Delta Flyer, mm. and they're just going over the planet. Taking- like, Damn it, Tom Paris is still alive. 
taking pictures of the canyon. I love how they fucking put Neelix on this mission and not the doctor. <laughs> as though Neelix has more skills than the doctor. Yeah. Neelix is going to like just go down there and be like, I've never seen any of these things before. <laughs> and that's going to be it. Like, whereas the doctor would have been like researching shit. Yeah. He actually has like, like the, all the collective collected medical knowledge you, that Starfleet has. And just like a ton of, <laughs> I'm sure he just has a ton of the computer bank knowledge in general. He could probably like find so many things there. No. No. <laughs> Your butt cream is available. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, this is, someone will enjoy that on the podcast. Yes. Um, so, Flox tells his boss, uh, uh, but he is skeptical about the Borg and tells them uh, that they have not been uh, encountered or seen in the area. Uh, but Flox tells him how cool the doctor is and recommends a stealth assault, which the hierarchy approves. Mm. Cool. Thank you very much, hierarchy. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, back in the hallway on Voyager, Chakotay is being nice to the doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, so who knows something is wrong because yeah. Chakotay's a fucking dick and a cop. God, he sucks in this episode. Like, he this sucks in every episode. Yeah. Chakotay's mean to people. But this is definitely, this is season six where he's definitely given up. Yeah. Like, I mean, he gave up way before that. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's like the old story that like every season he tried to get out of the show by demanding like an unreasonable number and like doubling his pay. Mm -hmm. And every time they gave it to him. So like, he was, why? so he was like, fuck it. Like it, it's it, it really frustrates me because I do feel like the character of Chakotay, who is like a former Maquis leader, mm -hmm. like who presumably would be someone that's very charismatic, would be kind of like a Han Solo type character. Yeah, like someone like more of an outrageous O'Connor. This yeah. is where they should have used fucking Billy Campbell. Yes, they should have fucking because they wanted to make him Riker initially mm. which would have been an interesting thing but Billy Campbell would have killed it as Chakotay obviously I mean he would be Chakotay yeah he'd be like Bill, Billy Whitesmith yeah right right <laughs> like, right yeah like, my uh yeah my my people from the 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 birch trees <laughs> from Connecticut yeah from the, from the lands of Connecticut right right the Connecticut Maquis yeah <laughs> but yeah if, if they had anyone with with just a modicum more charisma, mm -hmm. they could have really made him into a sort of like a weird crossover, like Federation, like pirate type dude. Yeah, that they could have made him really fun. That would have been yeah, way more fun to write. But like Robert Beltran is just a wet fucking blanket. He this. is. And he sucks the charisma out of a room. <laughs> he does. Like especially in the scene when they're all being taken over and being taken over by Borg. Mm -hmm. He goes, "Um, the Borg." <laughs> he mm. just kind of rubs his neck and I'm like, "God." Yeah. Like every time it goes to him, like he, he he I think I think I mean, I think you would you would agree. I think he's the worst first officer in all of Star Trek. Yeah. Like he has to be. He's he's so bad. And he's such an awful human being too. It's just like mm -hmm. you don't even have any sympathy for him. It's just yeah. like he just sucks on all levels. So it's like you know, especially what, right now, like you know, mm -hmm. he's 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 anti writer strike. I mean, R Ransom is a pretty bad, but I like his character. But he's, yeah. a, he's pretty bad at his job. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a, he's a fun character. He's yeah. bad at his job, 
but like, but but he does have moments where he shines. He does, know? and he's like a subversion of the Riker stereotype. Yes, yes. yeah. Like uh, he wants to be like Riker, but like he's not quite there, and he's no. a, he's a little more creepy than charismatic to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. He needs to spend a little bit more time in the oven. Yeah, where- he's he's got he's he's that type of guy who's like attractive but mostly because he spends a lot of time at the gym yeah and so he thinks a lot of himself but because Mm -hmm. of that like a lot of people don't think much of him because he doesn't have any humility Mm -hmm. which is the big thing about Riker is he's he's got a humility to him he's very humble which is is super attractive like to to be like you know a a tall attractive dude is one thing but to be a tall attractive humble dude Mm -hmm. like cleaning up yeah cleaning up yeah would love to see it. You know he's swinging down there. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think Riker's got a huge penis. Oh, but he I, knows how to use it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And he eats pussy. <laughs> I mean, he eats holes. He's yeah. like, what kind of hole you got? And like, does that make you come, or <laughs> you got something else that makes you come? And how do I touch it to make it come? Mm. And what do I touch it with? <laughs> what What feels good? Or should I just try some stuff on your stuff and see? Meanwhile. That's the thing, yeah. A Riker in Seven of Nine mm-hmm. romance would have made sense. Yeah. Like when, oh, when, yeah. When you put Chakotay in there, mm-hmm. because he has zero riz. No, oh, like, zero riz. Zero rizless. Riz. He's totally rizless. Negative riz. Like when they did, like, when they did, and like. He's the, got a face tattoo, so when you have a face tattoo, you gotta get riz to get a job. Yeah. Like, right. and instead, it's like, it just came off, like, when during the, like, the Hail Mary Seven of Nine Chakotay romance, it just, it, 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 it's so off putting. It's, it's, it's terrifying. You know, I, 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 uh, confession, I hate the finale of Voyager. Mm. Hate it. That's fair. I think, I think it is the second worst finale to a Star Trek show. What's the what, uh, first Enterprise? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one's bad. Yeah, and <laughs> and I, it I has Riker say, in it. Like, I, as much as DS Nine is my favorite show, I do think uh, All Good Things is a better finale. Oh, absolutely. Then, um, yeah, yeah, it's probably it's probably the best. Yeah, I, yeah. it is. It is, my, in my opinion, the best. Yeah, it is such a good way to end it. Yeah, that's it's why. Beautiful. That's, that's why I think like I think Picard initially was like they had to, they just had to redo it because like they fucked up they brought mm-hmm. brought it back undid all of the stuff and all good things. yeah they, they just really needed a second all good things because <laughs> yeah. they were like fuck all good things was perfect and a great way to end this entire series but then we went and made four fucking movies that were much worse ways to end the series <laughs> yeah and then like ended on the worst one but yeah and yeah i, I think I, ending on generations would have been worse but yeah nemesis was the worst of the four films yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, ending on insurrection would have sucked too. Yeah, it all would have sucked. But yeah, like first contact a little bit less, mm-hmm. just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those yeah. when when I think about it more and more, the TNG films, none of them are nearly as good as any of the TOS films. No, they just don't have the movie magic. They don't have movie magic, and also like I would say, like they don't even have they don't even get the get. They don't even surpass the some of the episode the episodes. No, like definitely it's, not. It's like I I literally could take or leave the TNG movies. No, I would like, I would rather watch like Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> yes, the two parter than that feels more all cinematic. of the yeah. It, I would wa- rather watch that than any of the TNG films Absolutely. any day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, and, <sighs> and then yeah, like you know the Chakotay ending for that. You know, it's just like 
Just like, you know, just like instead of like putting a cherry on a bunch of turds, you just put another turd. <laughs> a, ch- a cherry flavored turd, though. A cherry flavored uh-huh. turd. A, t- a turd that was uh, that used to be a cherry. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, that, that's what, that's our little like anti Chakotay rant. Yeah, it's fuck Chakotay, man. He sucks. He, he sucks. Does. So, bad. so the doctor consults Taurus about how he tried to add daydreaming to his program, but now he's unable to control when he daydreams. Mm. Uh oh. Can you control when you daydream? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Fair. I mean, that's all I do at work. Like, my mind just goes to a different place. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I don't have to focus on my body. It's a trauma response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Taurus says a doctor who are, operates on himself is a petak uh, for a patient, or has a petak for a patient, which is a old Klingon saying, I guess. Uh, suddenly, Seven and Taurus get jealous over the doctor uh, while well, a bunch of shit goes wrong, but it's clearly a daydream. The ship computer tells him it's his last chance to be a hero. Get going. Yeah, and that's our that, and that's our girl, Michelle Barrett. Oh yeah, we love Michelle she, Barrett. She she's she's she, she gets to be a little bit more have a little bit the uh, personality as the computer voice since she's uh, part mm-hmm. of the fantasy. She, she's sassy. Yeah, she's so sassy. We love her sa- <laughs> sassiness. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> as Harry is figuring out what's going uh, wrong with the doctor, the doctor tries to eject the warp core to save the day, and everyone stops him. They quarantine the doctor, and Taurus briefs Janeway on the situation, and Harry and Tom Paris are monitoring his fantasies, which are all very funny. Super embarrassing. Yeah, so in his fantasy... Wait, the, how, how would you feel if someone was monitoring your fantasies? Depends on who it is. Uh, well, in this case, it's your boss. <laughs> I mean, or in tech, or as you were saying, it's your it's, mom. It's. I mean, it's it's their <laughs> fault for looking at it. You know, it's true. I mean, I'm not fucking my mom or my boss or any of my fantasies. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, they're not gonna see themselves in any of there. They're just gonna see like a bunch of like you know tatted up girls with dicks and like. <laughs> You know, tatted up girls without dicks and mm. uh, tatted up guys with dicks and tatted up guys without dicks wow. and all of those kinds of people without tattoos. Awesome. It just usually happens they have tattoos. Mm. That makes sense. I have a, I have a, I have a type. Yeah. So that, it's one so of the reasons I have tattoos. Also, no one, no one would be really surprised. No. They'd be like, oh, yeah, this is. Like, look at me. Yeah. Like, do you think I have pure thoughts? <laughs> Like I, I have literally like created my body and curated it in a way to say, I'm thinking about some weird shit. <laughs> my body is a roadmap of pain. Uh, yeah, my yeah, my body is a roadmap of pain and uh, orgasms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's 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 what I want to project. <laughs> I hope that's what the world sees. Yeah, some people see it, <laughs> and I get to fuck them. <laughs> But I can Thank see you. the doctor's fantasies being a little embarrassing to watch, because mm-hmm. like, so, he's like you know the 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 main character. Mm-hmm. So in his fantasy, the doctor is painting seven nude. <laughs> uh, he has many paintings of her. Uh, suddenly <laughs> he's he, been at work on this. Yeah, and N- Harry's face is nipple, like never what? Draws the, never draws the nipples though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's. Uh, I mean, those aren't safe for Instagram, and these are paintings for IG. Obviously, oh yeah, yeah. Paintings for the IG baby. Um, suddenly he's uh, at the ECH gig again with the fabled photonic cannon. Mm-hmm. Next, the doctor is breaking up with Taurus. 
who's crushed while the real Taurus is incensed <laughs> while seeing this. But the doctor tells her to go back to Paris. Tom Paris, that is. He's, he's sitting there and uh, from a distance away all cucked. Yeah, like, oh, I, he's I, so I, cucked. I love his sheepish little a little uh, wave. He's like, hey. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 it's a pretty good acting. Probably job. the f- probably the funniest thing Tom Paris did in the entire series. I think he's pretty funny occasionally. Yeah, it's it depends. He's he's not a bad actor. I like no. Robert Duncan McNeil. He's uh, really nice. I think I still follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah and he's uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to um, Delta Flyers. Yeah, uh, yeah, Delta Flyers. Mm. That's that's a pretty good podcast, mm. and pretty much consistently always ranked higher than ours in every market <laughs> every market like yeah. in some markets we're like the number three four fucking really fucking star trek show i had no idea yeah yeah hmm. yeah we're, we're, we're pretty heavily listened to oh wow yeah hmm. yeah uh, i i just i just don't tell you these things because i don't want you to get nervous <laughs> <laughs> The wave of, of dread that just came over my body. Yeah, no, we we ranked on uh, the top two hundred chart the other week for what? for TV review podcasts in America. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. Who yeah. are you people? Uh, they're all <laughs> over. A lot of them are in New York. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's our biggest market for some reason is New York and just cool. the Northeast area in general. I'm walking here, New York, baby. Yeah, we got New York, we got Philly. Yeah, we got Philly. Yeah, in Philly. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Philly. Wear cool. some sweatpants about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So you guys don't have a psychic barber out there. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, you know, you want peppers on that hair though? <laughs> you want you want peppers and olives? I don't know. Put it on that, John. Yep. <laughs> Pat. I feel like there's a lot of Patricks over there. Not a lot of Patricks over here. You're one of the only no, Pats I know. Yeah. It's really weird. It's, it's a Catholic name. Yeah, it's very Irish. Ca- yeah. Not a lot of Catholics out here. I was, I was surprised that there's a lot of Baptist churches out here. There are, surprisingly. Yeah. I was and like, a wow. bunch of evangelical churches, too. There are. I was uh-huh. just like, that's that's very interesting. Well, but. I feel like the, because, like, religion has gotten so tied into politics, like, mm. so many, like, churches are, like, just kind of, like, almost political strongholds in certain areas. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's the place that c- more conservative people go for community mm. is because it's very hard to get it in places like Seattle where there's, like... I mean, what kind of co- community is there for conservatives around here besides, like, you know, the Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, cr- across the <laughs> pond in Bremerton, there's this, like, there's so, a lot of white supremacists over there. Oh, yeah, there are. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, back with Flocks, he asks his boss if an assault on Voyager would be worth it. Uh, being such a heavily armed vessel with someone as cunning as the doctor's captain. The boss says if Phlox made a mistake, the hierarchy will be informed, putting his ass on the line. So Phlox realizes he made a mistake and has only seen the doctor's dreams. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You fucked up, baby. <laughs> uh, so back with the doctor, Janeway checks on him and he apologizes. He's humiliated, but Janeway reassures him. Next, Chakotay meets Janeway, and she's been looking over laws to grant holograms command on ships, but there aren't any, uh, even though they did in second that episode one. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You can leave the the ship to a hologram but don't put him in command. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Yeah, he didn't, ha- he didn't have the pips. He was just mm-hmm. like, he was still the... the chief medical officer right and 
but yeah, I mean, I guess they had no choice because because of the the the, uh, the nebula they were in mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah, well, I mean, at that time, it's if you don't have a choice, you got to put other people in command. Yeah, so you can't command your ship while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, come on, Jamie, you have to be a space lawyer about this. Where like she does. We're we're yeah. we're, we're not we're not in the Federation. Right yeah, now. the Delta Quadrant does. They, they ain't no laws in the Delta Quadrant. There ain't, no, ain't no laws. There ain't no laws outside of Federation space, dummy. Nope. Yeah, exactly. They're like that. This is like they could cannibalize. Like someone, if they wanted to, and they would, they wouldn't get in trouble. Neelix, <laughs> yeah, they could cannibalize Neelix if they wanted. Hey, hey, Neelix, could you come over here? I'm working on uh, a Leola root method, but uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Oh, sure. Oh, what? Where's the Leola root? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Time to die, Neelix. Yeah, it's international water, basically. Like they mm-hmm. can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, right. that's why. That's and again, you're know, going back to the Chakotay thing. Like they could have had a more like pirate vibe with this mm-hmm. if they if they let let Chakotay be like cool mm-hmm. <laughs> and have sort of like do do things that are a little like morally gray every once in a while. But. Yeah, yeah, and like because he's such a stickler for the rules, even he though is. he got into his job by being like completely against the rules yeah he was a maquis yeah he was, he was the maquis captain which like i get that they <laughs> want someone else in command to be in command and also like to give them the respect of the crew but like mm-hmm. uh, i don't know this the first officer i don't know yeah, yeah especially him i don't know yeah i mean he doesn't bring anything to the table yeah but. i would have put something someone more like torres like in command yeah you at know. least you know she would have like done been been more unpredictable in a sense because like mm-hmm. she's st- technically not starfleet right right. so it's like she 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 would have like unconventional methods that she would utilize that right, would, right. that that would, she, that would be part of like the drama where she would have to convince the other crew the feta- the starfleet crew of using this unconventional thing that's like right that could not- be either maquis or klingon mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah that but instead like yeah chakotay just sits there and goes yep Cool. Yeah. Right. Rules. <laughs> so <laughs> rules. Um, Space cop. Making him look even worse. Janeway thinks the doctor has been uh, underestimated, but Chakotay is against giving him any more power. <laughs> so suddenly the doctor is dreaming again. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the. Thanks for like the uh, the. Uh, you know, unpredictable. You know, Chakotay thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no. Know, yeah. you know, that's another thing where he could use his is like the Maquis. You know, the fact that they wouldn't want to be put underneath the rules. Mm-hmm. You know say like hey he's a, he's a he's his own person let him have yeah. let him have his own thing yeah right like yeah there's there's like if you're going to recognize us why don't you recognize his personhood as well yeah but that that's just like that whole like conflict would just is just swept under the table no chakotay is just a dick he's just a dick he's yep. just he's just a rule enforcer and that's it yep so suddenly the doctor is dreaming again but this time flocks is there projecting himself into the dream the doctor believes him, and uh, he tells him about the impending raid from his people. He tells him he'll help him stop the assault. So now on the bridge, the doctor warns of the assault, and the crew reluctantly acquiesces to him and sees the attacking ships in the distance. Uh, after like kind of unscrambling their codes given by flocks, the doctor gives them a plan and in order to save flocks they must make it appear the doctor is in command Mm -hmm. so harry kim gives the doctor a pep talk which was pretty fun 
and it was it was a tender moment with with Harry Kim and Harry Kim is just he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I also fucking like, promote him. I also like the tender moment between Flox and uh, the doctor when he's just like true, yeah. When he's just like, hey, like the reason I've watching your fantasies, I've mm-hmm. grown to admire you, and I see you as the person that you truly are because who you truly are is really coming through and your yeah. fantasies about like it, it shows what you care about and what you believe mm-hmm. like at the core of your of your of your being and this and and as someone who lives in this very bureaucratic system that i don't mm-hmm. get to really express like what i want to do or like or have dreams at all mm-hmm. really like or you know get to be able to follow my dreams like you're someone i've grown to admire and i actually care about you as a person oh yeah we love to see and it. he recognizes fucking doctor's personhood before <laughs> before fucking janeway though there is like that moment where janeway's like you know when he's like kind of like um going through his like fantasies mm-hmm. uncontrollably and one of his fantasies is it's like the reason i want to oh i'm glad some you're recognizing me because like i i'm only doing the best for the people i love yeah and she has that moment where she's like wow i fucked up yeah, right. <laughs> and she's just like, wow, like, you know, the hit, like, she sees, like, yeah, this is, like, his fantasies are about wanting us to treat him as a person. And, mm-hmm. be, and, and they come from not, not from selfish reasons, but because he wants, because he loves everybody. Right. And he understands his own abilities mm-hmm. and his own abilities to actually help the ship on yes. its journey home. Yes. Which it's, is everything he's done not, so it's not far. Ego or anything right. Like. Yeah. Like nothing he has done so far has <laughs> like indicated that he'd be selfish in any way. He has a sassy attitude about things. Yeah. But that's just like his fucking programming, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's just programmed to be kind of a, a little bit of a dick, but funny. Yeah. Which is fine. He's, he's like House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. He's just like House. He's just like House but without Not the drug addicted problem. to drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, back with Phlox, his boss changes plans from the one prepared uh, for the doctor, and the hierarchy agrees. So they go from uh, Battle Attack Plan 3 to Battle Attack Plan 4. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. So. On the bridge, uh, they've made the doctor captain, and he goes to sit uh, in the captain's chair as Paris makes a whoopee cushion joke, which (laughs) made me cringe. You know, that thing that hasn't existed for 200 years. Yeah, and Harry Kim's like, what? And he's like, oh, it's a a joke or something. Also, there has been zero equivalent to the whoopee cushion in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. There's not, like, a button you can press to make a part. Yeah, like, we have one now. No, they definitely have one of these. They have this at the comm station. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, you know, they can they can route it through to the captain's chair if he's like, uh, g- give me the brown button. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a button for each seat. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, <laughs> who farted? Oh, it smells like, it's it smells like, oh, comms is farting. <laughs> <laughs> did, did comms, did you eat some Brussels sprouts last night? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please stop hitting the fart button. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. I'm the goddamn captain. And really, also in the future, they could have it smell too. <laughs> you could just have like, it's just like, it's like, uh, and he's like looking at, he's looking at the. What, how how is my fart button smelling right now? <laughs> I don't. That's weird. He's I looking, don't. He's think like, oh, that's that was me. Oh. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a talk back. <laughs> there could be like different different options, like asparagus, <laughs> like ketchup, and then just like one that's like red. That's just... ketchup fart. You say? <laughs> yeah. You have ketchup farts? Yeah, smell like ketchup. <laughs> and then just one that just says 
pants shit. <laughs> pants shit. The, hit the Patrick button. <laughs> <laughs> the Patrick button. That's one thing that makes it make, like I'm. That's why I'm remembered for. I'm immortalized <laughs> as, as like as like. Oh, who padded? <laughs> oh, who who padded their pants in here? <laughs> someone just pat. Oh my god, it's oh man. <laughs> Uh, me, me thinking now, like, I wonder if I'll ever be remembered. Will I be forgotten in, like, in, a, in a generation like most people? Or will I, will I be? Rem- I have some, some legacy that continues on forever. And it's just like, yeah, oh, shit, someone pat their pants. Every time a child shits their <laughs> pants unmercilessly after eating bad rice, <laughs> you will be remembered. In a twinkle in their eye, Patrick. <laughs> There's a holiday where I'm I'm like the main deity. I'm like, I'm like the Santa Claus, where it's just like, well, children, if you don't go to bed, the old Pat will come and shit in your bed. <laughs> old Pat will come and shit your pants for you. Old Saint Pat will come and shit in your pants. Mommy, Pat shit my pants again. Oh, honey, we know that's not real. You can't blame it on Pat. But he did! He really did! And he, oh god, look what he left in our stockings! <laughs> They're just dripping. Uh, <laughs> honey, I think I think Pat might have shit my pants too. <laughs> it's a Patmus miracle. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are you getting for Patmus? Uh, I don't know, same as every year. Shit. <laughs> Big pile of shit. Can shit my pants, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some jar of farts. <laughs> So, um, Janeway commands the captain from a secure channel and Phlox calls telling of the change of plan. Voyager's in trouble and the vessels decloak and fire on them. Uh, and this is a pretty funny scene here because, like, the doctor is repeating exactly what Janeway says yeah. and then, like, apologizes to her, but, like, while on the comms mm-hmm. with the, the, the hierarchy people. <laughs> So, Phlox's boss makes demands, and the Doctor nervously tries to command the ship. Tuvok figures out a weakness, and the Doctor must stall for time. Uh, the firing works at first, but then fails, and the uh, Voyager's phasers basically get shot off. But then, the Doctor, in an inspired moment, bluffs with the fabled uh, photonic cannon. Mm-hmm. The hierarchy suggests retreat, and the Doctor... Uh, has saved the day. Yeah, yeah. Which was a, this was a great scene. I loved yeah. this. I loved his like nervousness coming into it, and how he like really came around and his like building confidence. His his big bluff was so fun. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Um, so next we see the doctor in medical as he's paged to the mess hall, and guess what's there? <laughs> a surprise party. <laughs> it's a surprise party for him, wow. and it's real. Yeah. Uh, he's been awarded the Medal of Commendation from Starfleet and a study on his command potential, mm. which is pretty cool of yeah. Janeway to do. Yeah. yeah. Though I got to say, though, their dress uniforms look like trash. Yeah, they, they look real bad. I mean, they're bad. Yeah, they haven't gotten updated in a while. You know, they're, they're, <coughs> not, they're not good. No. So Seven gives him a platonic kiss on the cheek and uh, tells him not to expect her to pose for him. <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty great line to end it on. Yeah. And that's the end of the goddamn episode. What'd you think? You know, I love this episode. Yeah, I love, me too. I love all Doctor episodes. Me too. Like, he's great. Like, Robert Picardo is a national treasure. Uh-huh. Um, and I do like 
I do like how like you know it, it does work out for him at the end where they like they're like yeah we should like like researching your command potential is actually like a really good idea and and you've and but also like at this point he has saved the <laughs> saved he has Voyager's. saved their ass multiple times <laughs> yeah this is this is like this is like uh doctor saves everybody to, you know number like 150 mm-hmm. uh, he's he, he he's he's always he's always, he always steps up no matter what like, right like you know he, he's a g he he does it. He complains, but it's oh, but he always has the best intentions for everyone. Hell yeah! And like, but yeah, I love this episode. Uh, it's it's fun. It's mm-hmm. it's funny, and you know, it's over the top, but makes sense in the context of of like you know what's happening. You know, it's fantasies yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Now, and as I said, this reminds me of like a Joe Dante film. Yeah. It, it doesn't take itself seriously while still having a serious core to it. Mm-hmm. And it actually says something while still being incredibly fun. Yes. Uh, yeah. It is It is pure camp, but at the same time, it is actually saying something about sentience and about like the doctor exploring, you know, life as a humanoid. Yeah. And, and, not, and, and just like how how complicated their relationships actually are just like how you know they run deep you know and just like you know and and it, it but also yeah again like you know Janeway not recognizing that he has feelings for everyone right which, which might it could be a commentary i think on racial capitalism yeah you know the the fact that we as a society kind of have a need to uh racialize things racialize mm-hmm. people and you know uh you know essentially like impoverish the global south because we need low wage jobs to yeah. you know sew our cheap h&m clothing mm-hmm. or uh you know assemble our little fucking gadgets and treats yes uh, yeah our our uh our goat our uh where they called funko pops <laughs> oh our, yeah yeah our, that, I, i'm actually i'm friends with a product manager for funko pop interesting i'm friends with a lot of people whose jobs i do not respect <laughs> we should bring in alex tickleman oh i respect the job she doing <laughs> respect she, job. she she giving blow jobs that's <laughs> that's the job i respect the most baby <laughs> but yeah the, yeah that, that's the only like i think contention i have with this episode though is like the fact that like it feels like it goes back this this would probably be like a good like season two or three episodes season two or three episode oh. because like it it acts as if like jane way and and the doctor haven't already had this um this uh this sort of connection right and this is pre-author author so this is before mm. it really addresses his like will to self and sentience but i think it's been established at this point through his actions yeah oh yeah absolutely. just personally you know? yeah yeah but uh, this is a great episode i'd i'd give it you know a solid like eight out of ten yeah yeah it's it's not a perfect episode by any means but it's so entertaining and i watched it like a few months ago mm-hmm. and i was like you know kind of happy that it got voted on yeah and uh, once again you can vote on these episodes at patreon.com slash dumb idiot bs for as little as two dollars a month <laughs> it's 50 cents a week to choose what episode we do yeah yeah well, yeah i think uh is that a good place to leave it you got anything more to say on this bad boy no i think i'm good cool yeah. i well, said uh, watch it it's a good episode 100 percent. we would definitely recommend this episode yeah well thanks for joining us soyagers be well travel safe and uh definitely go watch uh what was this dr tenor dr spy uh doc dr tenor or tinker, tinker tenor tinker, tinker dr tenor. spy uh season six episode four mm-hmm. i think it was yeah a yep. voyager great episode really fun you won't be disappointed. No. All right. Well, thanks for checking with us, soy boys, girls, and our Woodley beans. 
Hang Dong and Shocker. Hello, old man. How are you doing? Oh, well, can I have part of that orange? I said, give, give me part of that orange, goddammit. You son of a bitch, how dare you? Don't you dare say that about my mother, you son of a bitch, I'll kill you!